Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Martine Felton, and you're listening to Martine's Musings. Today, I have a special guest with me by the name of Damla Akaten. She is an inner child energetic wound healer, a crystal healing teacher, and a soul healing writer. So welcome to the show, Damla. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. And I wanted to have you on the show because I thought that your work, what you do, is really interesting. And I felt like my audience would really benefit from learning about inner child um wounds and that whole healing, the process of healing those wounds um, and things of that nature. So give us a little bit, a little background about yourself and about your healing story. Um, Well, my healing story is exactly what got me here in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, I started out my career actually as an engineer and as a business consultant. So I was very much living in a head dominant world um through some health crises crises i found myself um wanting to connect with my body and that led me to yoga okay and i became a full-time yoga teacher and through another crisis or another super transformational event which was the birth of my my daughter Mm -hmm. In 2012, I realized the mind and the body weren't enough. I needed to widen my view. Um, And that's when I began to dive into um, healing um, strategies, if you will. Right. Uh, Crystal healing, um, EFT tapping, Mm -hmm. and um, anything I could put my hands on, really. And that led me to what what I now live in, which is the vibrational existence. Mm-hmm. Hence the name of my website and blog, a drop of om, meaning we are all vibrational beings, vibrational drops swimming in a sea of omness of yeah. vibration. Oh, I so, love that. I love that so much. That's beautiful. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. What and what that means to me is we all carry energetic wounds, meaning we all carry patterns and um, strategies that we adopted through our non-life affirming experiences that continue to live in us and through us as vibrational patterns. So um my work currently is helping people realize their inner potential. And that's what I call the inner child. I don't see the inner child as wounded or as a victim. I see when I say inner child, what I mean, and other people may mean something else. What I mean is your infinite, untouched, um, unwounded potential that just lives right here underneath your skin. Mm, that's interesting. And what what is... What got you from, how did you like discover um, all of these healing modalities? So in the aftermath of my birth, which mm-hmm. was through an emergency C-section, oh, yeah. I found myself I not being able to connect with myself. What mm-hmm. I knew then, which was connecting to the life that is in me through my body, wasn't working because my body was not feeling like my own. I was cut. I was hurting. I didn't recognize my tissue. It just didn't Mm -hmm. um, allow me to um, get to a place of connection 
with life or with myself. Mm-hmm. So w- the crystals were the first to enter into my life in at that time. And um, I just simply came across a YouTube <laughs> video about crystals. And I said, okay, let me look into this. Yeah. Um, That's usually how it happens, right? It all starts on YouTube. <laughs> the rabbit holes. The are rabbit holes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I went pretty deep into that rabbit hole, but not necessarily through. I didn't have time or energy or the space to memorize anything mm-hmm. or to take on somebody else's dogma, if you will. But I right. had time five for 10 minutes every day to lie down by myself and place the crystals just intuitively on myself. And I back, and I began to sense small shifts. It wasn't like this huge jump. But each time I did that, I would feel a little bit better. And then I would feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I wanted to share this with others. I started to offer this private healings and in group healings. And people began to ask me questions. Um, and through those questions, I realized that uh, not everybody does it the way I do, which is a right. very, very intuitive. It's a very um, um, natural approach. It's based on cultivating a relationship versus asking and forcing the crystal to do something for Mm -hmm. you versus opening up to that energetic conversation and saying, here I am, here's this beautiful representation, a part of nature Mm -hmm. that has its own vibrational beauty. And I have my own vibrational beauty. What can we experience together? And at the time that I started it, I couldn't see my own vibrational beauty. And I didn't understand that I was a crystal too, which is through teaching it. I know now that my body has a crystalline um, structure and a lot of the properties like electric um, conductivity or creating an electric touch through uh, um, electric charge through touch. We share those same things with crystals Mm -hmm. at a time when I, couldn't see myself as sacred I could see crystals as sacred and that led me to um, recreate that connection that I craved Mm, that's that's interesting because I I too in my in in the beginning of my journey when I was starting to meditate um, I gravitated towards crystals as well and there were particular crystals that I just needed to have with me in they were small, you know, hand, you know, um, palm sized crystals. I had to have selenite, rose quartz, and a piece of amethyst. And I would, and it was like, I would not meditate until unless I had those in my hands. They just made me feel good. And I recognized the change over time in using the cell, it opened up my crown chakra, my heart, and, you know, all of the, the, the upper chakras, I felt uh, a real difference. Um, what I say to anyone who's, you described it beautifully, um, Mm -hmm. who says I was drawn to this particular crystal and the way I see it is you were drawn to a particular vibrational structure that represented your own inner beauty and and an aspect of you. Mm, Okay. And what crystals do beautifully is they are, they have repeating 
perfectly repeating molecules. They have a very coherent, very organized structure, which is solid, whereas we are liquid crystals mostly. Mm -hmm. So they remind us of that structure at a time when, especially when we're going through change and growth, yes. things can get chaotic and holding a crystal is telling your body like, okay, so let me reorganize, recohere. And in that coherence, it's not necessarily, you're not downloading anything that's outside of you. You already have the ability to feel into all the dimensions of you, which include the subtle dimensions and subtle mm -hmm. vibrations. What crystals are doing is to help you organize yourself so that you can reawaken your inner knowing of how to access those dimensions that are here already in you. Wow. Yeah. And, and that when you're, as you're saying that, I'm like, that makes so much sense because we're so um, like programmed to look at, look for healing or look for um, healing um, outside of us. And when it's, it, and you know, when you go through this journey, you start to feel and realize that we, it, everything is already within us. It's just a matter of like remembrance of bringing it back up because it's been so suppressed, yeah. right? In the, in the lives that we're living every day. And very much so. And, and people come to my crystal healing workshops and meditations. And I tell them the goal isn't to get you to, ah, to this la la land where you exist right. outside of your yeah. body. The goal is to get you actually deeper into the soil, the earth mm -hmm. of your body and deeper within, deeper within mm -hmm. where you can get to feel all the subtler senses inside that open up dimensions right here. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, it, the goal is to go within and to experience the width, the height, the length of your experience, the, the fullness of your experience, and to expand where you are, not to get lifted out of where you are. Yeah, yes, I totally understand. Yeah, I agree. So what is an energetic wound? Can you explain that for us? Energetic wound is um, when you get uh, hurt, when you get hurt, and we, when you don't uh, quite know how to go deep into those resources within yourself, <laughs> and um, the the body and the the field take on the hurt, and they strategize certain things. They say, okay, this is what we're going to do to close off this stream because it feels not safe. We're going to close off the stream of love this way or asking for love this way. And we're going to put this other stream in, other pattern in that seems to get what we need, but not quite. So if you're the child not heard, you're going to start speaking less and less and less because that means the adults in your life can tolerate you. But that's not exactly what you need. You need to be heard and seen. Mm -hmm. and understood so the work now becomes regardless of whether through physical emotional um and in an energetic way however the wounds entered your body or your system they leave a mark of a particular pattern and usually a um, discomfort numbness or stuckness in your body 
And these are the places that you actually need to dive in deeper to discover what hidden potential or unrealized potential is in there or what inner child hasn't found her voice in there and to give her what she needs to um, get her voice heard, heard, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And that puts me into mind of basically maybe my own energetic wound as a child, because I immediately, as you were speaking, I was immediately brought back to when I was a little kid, I was very, very quiet. Um, So much so that people would like tell my parents, oh, you need to get her checked out. She doesn't talk, but I would talk but only to my mom. (laughs) I didn't like, I was kind of closed off to people like, and I would only like want to talk or communicate or let my mom know what I needed. Everyone else. I just didn't, I just didn't. And I never understood that about, and I was like about myself. So it just puts me into mind, like maybe I came across an adult in my life that, you know, maybe told me to shut up or uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. I always try to figure that out and I can't quite place it. Mm. That's, I mean, thank you for sharing that. Um, I think that what you're describing is a very, very common energetic Mm -hmm. wound. Yeah. Um, And it's a brilliant strategy. If you think about it, it's a brilliant strategy what, when you think about what your voice is, it's a stream that flows mm-hmm. and you somehow encountered or felt it may have been implied. Maybe someone didn't even say something to to you, but right. it was implied that it was dangerous for you to keep that flowing. Right. Maybe. Said, okay. I'm going to keep myself safe and look at you now you are hosting a podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're yes. doing something with your voice. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful and that's brilliant. Um and I'm sure it it has had challenge uh, its challenges in your life coming to this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Being afraid to speak or thinking that even when I started this podcast about four years ago, I I wanted to so badly even before that but I always felt like, no, what am I going to say? Is anyone, will anyone listen? You know, um, will it be worthwhile for people? Cause I just always felt a, a need to speak, but I wasn't sure as to what my message would be. Yeah. Yeah. The beauty of that is in creating that block, your system is, putting an energetic um, expanse in your system, meaning Mm -hmm. to be able to hold the block in place takes effort and energy that you could spend elsewhere. Yeah. So in opening up your um, broadcast, if you will, Mm -hmm. of your voice, and it doesn't have to be that you have to create a podcast, which I have to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have a similar energetic mood, so I have, yeah. but it could just be speaking your needs. Right. Yes. Without shouting your need. That's the other extreme that happens sometimes mm-hmm. when we, people feel their flow is restricted. They're like, no, 
I'm going to go to the other extreme of shouting out my needs because no one's listening. Right. Um, So it's a process of saying, okay, here I am. I'm opening this up. Like, can I open up a little bit and let my body feel safe? Mm -hmm. And then the next day, open up a little bit more. Or if you're expanding that energy out too much, maybe say, oh, okay, can I maybe speak a little softer, which is kindness to my body. My body needs to exert a lot of effort to put that kind of energy, to hold things down or to Mm. put out too much energy. Can I exist somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Where my inner child is happiest. Mm, Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's so good. That's good information. So using, using my story as an example how would and and I'm sure it's it's a common like you said it's it's pretty common. How would someone heal a wound like that with whatever healing modality that you know what what healing modality would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Well, I am now very much uh, in love with crystal healing. <laughs> And inner child exploration. So I definitely look into those and I have some resources, free resources for you to do that. But Mm -hmm. um, I would say, first of all, you need to understand that wounds aren't static. It's not like you've done, you spoke your truth today and you're done. (laughs) It's going to be a layered approach, a layered spiraling growth. So when you think of your um, journey as a um, spiraling growth, it means you're going to hit the same wound from different angles, different vantage points every time something comes up. And the way this works, as I understand it, is um, we all have more dominant wounds than others. For me, it's more my third chakra, the belly, uh, power and control issues. For some people, it's the throat chakra, Mm -hmm. speaking and being heard, uh, being able to speak. And you got to know what your dominant go-to pattern wounded place is. Yeah. And you got to also understand that um, with these kinds of things, um, there are so many layers. So for instance, if we were to work together in, in one session, we might look at, okay, how does this not being able to speak your truth relate to your mom? How did she speak her truth? Mm-hmm. Didn't. What did you get from her? In another place, we might look at um, your other caregivers. What happened at school? In other case, we might look at how is this happening again and again in your life, and what are other contributing factors? Mm-hmm. So is this a predominantly um, feminine or a predominantly masculine wound? Does it have to do with your kind of being or doing in the world? Right. So, so many things go into it. For people doing this on their own, I think, um, again, that awareness and knowing that in-between point, not to shut down, not to go to the extreme, but to find the in-between point. And then there comes a point in your self-healing journey. I talk about this too. I call it your self-healing journey map, where you have done as much as you could on your own mm-hmm. to the next vantage point you got to um, get full on uh, committed and get the kind of help that you need to help you see what you can't see because we all have blind sides. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I totally, totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I like when I was, when I started working with crystals as well, um, the, I, after, you know, I discovered the amethyst and the rose quartz and the selenite, um, lapis lazuli was one of the other ones after that, when I started kind of being intermediate, intermediate in, you know, my crystals, um, I started expanding out and lapis lazuli was one that I was very, very drawn to as well. And that is a, I believe that is a throat chakra crystal, right? Well, is it first a- of all, I love that you're talking about them. Like you do say their names, but they're like, they're actual names for uh-huh. you. <laughs> like the yeah, they are. <laughs> these how are, how would it, how <laughs> else would I call them? That's, that's perfect. And my, my daughter, when she was younger, she would just give the crystals names, which I'm oh, totally for. Okay. You yeah. can do that too. <laughs> um, Lapis Lazuli is a pretty, pretty strong. And I would say the, the first ones you mentioned, in my experience, again, mm-hmm. everyone experiences crystals and each single crystal in their own way. Um, and that's what I teach. In my experience, though, the, the first three are pretty gentle. And then the lepers is a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit like, let's it get is. to it. It's kind of, yeah. so I feel like you've prepared yourself towards that. I don't. All intuitively too. I had no idea about crystals. <laughs> and that's the beauty of the times that we live in because we are now realizing that we, we can be that, we can be that, um, seer we can be the feeler we can sense into what's good for us um i don't necessarily assign or associate lapis with the throat because it is blue Mm -hmm. that's been done i mean too many times in my opinion Mm -hmm. for me it tends to go in my practice more towards the third chakra the place of power because it is a very powerful uh, powerful crystal Mm. Um, so I would be curious, though, if, in your ecological energy system, what it represents and what it is here to bring you. Definitely is something strong that you need to take action on, is my sense. Yeah. That's for you to discover. Yeah. I feel that, too. I agree. Because <laughs> uh, I've been um, also studying my astrology chart and... Um, So a lot of things that I've experienced in my life and continue to experience, it's all right there in the natal chart. And I was like, wow. Isn't it fascinating? Yes. I'm about to go into, um, it's actually starting uh, in two days into a three-year astrology learning Mm -hmm. um, training program. And and I love it. And I love being a, a student. I love thinking about things, but then I love just going in with this, just openness. Yeah, Yeah. I do. I, I, I'm, I'm like that too. I love being a student. Um, It's just sometimes it could be, I can do go a little overboard and overwhelm myself (laughs) with a little bit too much information. And then I have to talk myself down and say, okay, just pace yourself and take you know, one class at a time or one workshop at a time, you know. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this has been a really great conversation. And um, 
I want to wrap up by asking you what are, because I ask all of my guests about their self-care and um, I really believe in that. Um, what are what are some of your self-care practices? Mm. Um, so my self-care right now is pretty much about kindness and mm. it's a it started with crystals and continues with them because I see myself as a crystal. For instance, I've um, just renewed my um, glass prescription. Yes. So I don't have to wear them all the time, but sometimes at night I'm tired and I just, and I tell my daughter, I'm just, I'm going to be, I'm going to do some kindness to my eyes. I'm just going to put my, glasses on so they're a little bit more comfortable Mm -hmm. and then I start my day I I juice half a lemon and I put some honey in some water which is another crystal liquid crystal yeah with just watering and washing my own crystal Mm. um and throughout the day it's as it inevitably does discomfort arises or I get into like after eating uh, after eating a big meal or I might go through a few emails that remind me of all the things I haven't done yet I go into a little bit of a I don't know heightened awareness and I say okay let me just let me be be with this let me see what's what's here in my body what Mm -hmm. inner child is here um and I did that yesterday and within the, and I have a new um, meditation that I just published that's free that people can try it too. Um, and in it, it guides you to look into the discomfort and to reach into the inner child that lives in that discomfort. And I met my two-year-old um, and I had forgotten. I knew about this, but I had forgotten, but she was licking her thumb. And my mom tells me I almost like, eradicated my thumb when I was a child so that was was such a fun little point and um so yeah my self-care is now making sure I get those touch points Mm -hmm. and then in between um all I do is in service to us all healing in some way if people get inspired from what I do what I say Mm -hmm. that's the that's the ultimate um prize that's the ultimate beauty and creating beauty in in the way I speak in the way I hold myself in the world that's beautiful well thank you for that and I will have Dalma's information in the description box um, her website and where you can get in touch with her and where you can access your free resources right on your website yes so the website is at dropofom.com A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. Um, and the um, the guided meditation is called Activate the Light of Your Inner Child. So go through the discomfort, go through deep into your body and find the beauty and the potential of, of goodness and ease and light there. Perfect. Thank you, Dalma. Um Um, For those who are watching on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe and like this video. And for those who are listening on the podcasting platform, 
give me a star or a review, or I'm not sure how that goes over there in the podcasting platforms. (laughs) But anyway, thank you all for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Thank you.